Welcome to the house. We hope this podcast blesses you and encourages you. Enjoy. During my last prayer in the auditorium, I was talking to God and he was giving me some revelations about what I was doing. And what I was doing was I was putting limitations on him. And I had given him a physical address of Baker Street and hours of operation. And even though this belief was absurd and they say fear is a liar, it was still a fear that I had created in my head. Um, as humans, we definitely do that. We base our expectations uh, and beliefs off of our past experiences. And so I've never experienced being a Christian out of being a ch- uh, outside of a church. I've never known what that looks like. And so for me, it was terrifying because I didn't want to lose the connection I had with him. I didn't want to lose who I become. I didn't want to lose any of that. And so I started asking myself, what is being a Christian without a church? And he told me it's a lifestyle. In Romans 12, 2, it says, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect love. And so we need to remember that none of our experiences can shape what God can do in our lives. Um, So my last prayer in the auditorium that day was that I wanted Jesus every day and that I wanted to encounter him and I wanted to represent him every single day of my life leaving that church. And so the first week, I did pretty good. Uh, First week of quarantine, I felt like I was doing good. I was talking to some of you guys. We were FaceTiming. I felt encouraged. I felt like I was the church. I felt all of that. By the second week, (laughs) and I will be very vulnerable and honest, my anxieties had just gone through the roof. Um, There was days that I couldn't get out of bed and I just, I didn't know what to do. And I definitely didn't feel like the church anymore. And I didn't feel like God was with me, not necessarily left me, but I just, I didn't feel his presence. And so that's when I called on you guys. And that's when you guys brought me Jesus. Uh, Madison, Madison is my prayerful Jesus. She will break into prayer mid talk with you and it's just encouraging and you know that she's listening, but she just feels the need to, you know, tell you exactly how, uh, how it is and how it's going to be. Uh, Danny and Daniel, those are my patient Jesuses. They are patient and gentle and they're always helping me find a lesson in my pain. Dom is my committed Jesus. She is there for you and she's the girl that will show up and she will remind you who you are. Darren, despite how he describes himself, is my loving Jesus. Um, He is incredibly loving and he will remind you that you are loved and that you are worthy and he will sit with you. Uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 27 says, you are the body of Christ. Each one of you is a part of it. And so I started asking myself questions like, what is the mission of the church? What is the mission of a Christian? And how can we fulfill that mission every day? Uh, what our mission is as a Christian is to proclaim... You have to mute yourself, babe. <laughs> the uh, mission as a Christian is to proclaim the faith of the gospel. To proclaim means to declare officially or publicly, and the gospel is the teaching of Christ. And so we are to go out and declare his teachings. Uh, The word church is in the translation of a Greek term, ecclesia, and it's used in the New Testament. It literally means the word assembly, congregation, or meeting of Christians. 
and nowhere in there does it say four walls or a building. We fulfill our mission by walking consistently, working cooperatively, and warring confidently. So we're called to be the representation of the church and we're called to be a representation of Christ. Uh, my job as a wife is to be a representation of my husband. My responsibility as your friends is to have your back and to be a representation of you as well. And my job as a Christian is to be a reflection of what the gospel stands for and to live life in such a way that people know that I am a representation of Christ. So how do we become the church and how are we representing him every day? Philippians 1.27 says, Whatever happens, conduct yourself in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Then whether I come and see you or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in the one spirit, striving together as one for the faith. Or are we loving and forgiving like Jesus? Are we stuck being over offended about something silly? Second uh, uh, James 1, 19 through 20 says, Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Would you imagine if I came at my sister and my cousin and I told them, well, yeah, you are going to hell. And let me tell you all the other things that you're doing bad in your life. And if I threw the Bible at them, they're not going to understand that. So I was slow to speak and I was quick to hear, and I was slow with my anger, and that's the only reason why I was able to plant that mustard seed of faith within them. Uh, James 1, 22 through 27, forgive me, this is a, a little lengthy, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his na natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty and perseveres, but being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. If anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. And so I ask you guys, what's happening after Wednesday nights? Are we taking what we're hearing here and we're representing God in everything that we do? Or are we just using this as a fun get together to see each other on Wednesday nights? This verse spoke to me because it's all about the doers. It's all about the people that take action and don't just speak about it. Uh, Hebrews 13.5 says, keep your life free from a love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. It's not all want to be wealthy and have nice things, but are we using money as a tool and worshiping God, or are we using God as a tool and worshiping money? Uh, Romans 12, 17 through 12, 17 through 21 says, repay no evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peacefully with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is, in, it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. Or for by doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Are we staying offended? Are we getting offended and then offending others back? This one really spoke to me because I just feel like it always says to do the honorable thing. And it says it right there. 
but leave it to the wrath of God. I think that's well enough that I don't need to do anything and that God will take care of it for me. So I want to talk about some ways that we can represent God every day. Um, I know Danny is good at speaking a truth over a lie someone believes over themselves and he allows people to be seen, loved, validated. I've heard Chip say that it's like peace walking into the room. I want to know what it looks like for you guys to be an example of his love and his grace and his forgiveness every day. Because at this point, it's all we have. And I think it's amazing. And in this season, I have definitely seen God move in such amazing ways, even without a church. And so my fear is no longer there. But it does take work every day to represent him and to be patient and kind. And so I just kind of want to open up the floor and just kind of hear from you guys a little bit just about you know how you guys represent God in your day-to-day life and how you bring Jesus and how you you know spread his love I have one thing that I read the other day that I want to share with you guys and this is a question for everybody here so imagine if you had $86,000 and some change in your bank account right and somebody steals $10 from you out of your $86,000 and some change. Are you going to get mad and throw away your $86,000 and some change in your bank account? How many of you guys would throw that away? I don't think anybody would, right? You have 86,000 and some change seconds in every day. And every 24 hours of the day, there's about 86,000 seconds. If somebody upsets you for 10 seconds of the day, why would you throw away the rest of the day? So letting go of grudges, letting go of stuff, like when she spoke that, that's, that's kind of what brought into my mind, is that why would I hold a grudge against somebody if they make me upset, I should just give it to God. And this goes into my everyday life. I mean, Heather, and I think Sharon is still on here. I don't know if she is or not. But they both work for me, uh, work with me at the office. And it's crazy like you wouldn't even believe like people are so disrespectful and they you know they want it their way and I have to be the guy to tell them no uh, or put things in place and I have to always pray before I approach somebody because I have no idea what that person's capable of with their words and if they they do try to offend you and um, I always have to remember what people that believe in Christ did for me when I was that person that was troubled inside and how graceful they were towards me when I didn't know any better you know what I mean so like I would ha- I have to approach him with kindness I have to approach him with a smile and I have to love on him and gently tell him like no so yeah that's kind of what I have to share about that it's like it's e- it's an everyday everyday thing it's an everyday not a struggle, but it's an everyday victory that we get to experience with Jesus in our lives. Because every day we can use something that we learn from the Bible, from a word, from a friend that's a follower of Christ, from you know a mentor, somebody, a brother or a sister. So we'll jump in because, okay, before we move on, Heather, you freaking killed that. Yes. This is why. And it's because it, it's, it's never really just about us. It's about what God is doing in us and through us. And this is why I think this is beautiful, what you said, Heather. Um, to be, because Nikki and I grew up in church, we never had this aha moment, right? Like we, 
you know, when you grow in church and you kind of see everything, um, I'd even venture to say like, there was something cool that you said where you said you'd never experience your Christian life outside of the church at you know up until now. And it makes me think because, you know, when you've been in it all your life, you almost take for granted that you've had Jesus around you all your life. You're, I mean, literally holidays, birthdays, school, out of like, it's, it's kind of like the first response because that's how we were raised. But there was something beautiful that you said that is very relatable, even like, and it was a good reminder, um, even being a believer all my life. You said, um, you said one of your fears was that if you left, that God wouldn't come with you. Like, and you said, God wouldn't come with me. And that's so real. I cannot tell you how real that is. And I, I don't think, I think people confuse um, this relationship with Christ as like about the arrival and it's never about the arrival. Yeah. It's about the everyday because the truth is, is like, even though I've been living this all my life with Jesus, there are still moments where I'm like, if I go here, if we say this, if we take a stand for this, if we love this person, if we associate with this person, you know, will, will God be with me? Will, will my friends be with me? Will my family stand with me? Will. And so I just really want to say thank you because it was a good refresher of what we're doing. Like the importance of being the light in a place no matter how long you've known Jesus, yeah. this is to affirm that it's it's a daily laying down of yourself. It never ends. The the like the like dying to yourself of maybe wanting to respond a certain way, especially with everything that's going on right now. Like an example is like as Christians in the church, we're probably more aware than ever that there's these huge lines of divide where it's much easier to have a cancel culture. That's like, okay, well if you believe that that I'm going to be here and I'm going to X you out of my life. And like, that can't be our response that like, we don't have the luxury of having that response. And so another thing that you said that was so true, Heather, that just reminding me again is to always do the honorable thing. And I've seen the result of doing the honorable thing when it's much easier to, to do the, uh, Opposite. You know, the, ooh, because I, I can be petty. Oh, I can be petty. We know. Petty LaBelle. We know. And so I, <laughs> it's just, you know, it's just, but again, just good. I, I, I call these moments that you just talked about, Heather, like back to basics. Like they're the foundations of what set us apart from everybody else. Like as a believer, if your cousins are asking, okay, what makes you different from everybody else? There's peace, there's stillness, there's honor, there's joy, there's commitment, there's, so there's these things that set us apart. And I just like, it's, to me, it reminds me like, this is how I continue to be a light every day. And so thank you for that. Cause it was so good. Yeah. I don't know if you want, I thought it was so good. Yeah. Well, I mean, kind of piggybacking off of what Genesis said, I think we're living in such a time where it's easy to want to dismiss people. And um, I mean, everyone on this group, situation knows that we're both very passionate about things and it's been hard to have those hard conversations with people and still stand and be a light and be a light um when it's easy to be like you're wrong you're blinded and um 
it can be very difficult, but I think one of the things, I think the peaceful response that you give, that you gave, I'm sure even now it's impacted your family in ways that you have no idea. And it's a lot of times it's our peaceful response when it's easier. I think that's more of a representation of who Jesus is than like, than anything else. And so I, for us, I think that's something we're learning in this season. I think everything you were talking about are things that we've been battling with in this season to just be peaceful and try to represent Jesus when the person that you're talking to or trying to combat with is saying that they believe in the same Jesus that you believe in. And so it can be very difficult, but anyway, we're proud of you and that was great and we love you and we're all about everything that you said. I'll share something on on what Heather had to say. I'm not muted anymore, right? Okay. <laughs> um, so just kind of going off that with the family thing, it's um, Heather and I definitely have a lot of the same situation when it comes to um, church and only have her having one and um, the experiences within it. So, and then I, in the middle of a pandemic, moved states. So that was, oh, you have teeth. I'm sorry, guys. Um, so that was really hard. And uh, coming here, no one in my family walks with God. My grandma's saved, but um, my mom, her boyfriend, brother, sister-in-law, nobody gets it at all. Um, so it would have been really easy. And there was situations where it would have been really easy for me to kind of get like really petty and just join the the petty group and go fall into the family drama and um even you know sometimes when it's our family we're like okay well it's family's like i can kind of act like this but that's not the case and um kind of like a praise report on that is it's been hard to kind of feel like I'm the only one over here. But then today I called my mom about something kind of serious and her response was, well, Jordan, if you pray about it, God's gonna tell you the right thing to do. So we're gonna pray about it. And I was like, stop. <laughs> so to hear my mom say those words, like Heather really knows about my mom, so does Danny and Daniel. So it's like, to hear those words come out of her mouth, I was like, oh Jesus, okay, I'm in the right place. <laughs> Cause I have those thoughts the same where it's like, okay, well like if I leave, like God, are you gonna go with me? Because in my head, God was not in Yuma. It just, it, my head could not comprehend him being here. So to then see him here firsthand in the house was um, really cool. So I just wanted to share that with you guys. Okay, so Heather, um, you said something that really hit me because the same thing, kind of like we were serving at the church and for me to go from serving to not serving and I felt like I don't know what I'm going to do after not serving and it, same thing, I, I had this fear of like I don't have somewhere to go, I don't have um, people to fellowship with, I don't have the people that I surround myself with and it, like, it felt empty and it was hard the first few weeks because I was like I don't know what I'm going to do because Sundays I looked forward to Sundays, I was like ready to serve up early and did my thing and when that fear came about I had to learn to silence everything around me and then get back to the basics of why why I believe in God in the first place. So going back to the basics and filling in those gaps and surrounding myself with people who do understand 
why church is important or why God is important or why my friends are important or godly. Um, it, it just it got easier and better. And then we started this and it's been easier. So I just wanted to share that. Um, Heather, great <laughs> job. Um, but you said something. And I, I mean, everyone has kind of spoke about it. But I was telling Danny... Like, I never have thought of it that way because I did grow up in church. I didn't have the aha moment. Like, I just knew God was God and God is in me and with me. And, like, that's it. And that fool better not leave. But hearing you, hearing you say, like, you were worried to leave because you didn't know if God was going to go with you. I think that's, especially for me, like, hearing that, that's a good lesson to all of us. Like, even though we have been in church our entire lives and we know what we know, like to the person that is coming in, letting them know God is just not in these four walls, like assuring them and encouraging them. Like when you step outside these doors, like God is still with you no matter what. And, and empowering them with that rather than making them feel like they're only safe in these walls. And that's and, what a lot of people, a lot of churches do, though. Yeah. They they try to keep you and... Confined. And so I think that was such a powerful point. Like, I never have thought about that. Like, what is this to someone that hasn't been in church their entire life? And so that's definitely... That made me think and open my mind to be like, well, to the next person coming in, if this is their first time, like, to letting them know, like you're safe to cross the threshold. <laughs> like he still got your back no matter what. So thank you for sharing that. That definitely was like, bing. And to go off of that too, though, because if you think about it, a lot of the times, I mean, out of all of the churches in the world, people are being saved, delivered, all these crazy things are happening and new believers are seeing this. Then they're going out into the world and not seeing these crazy things happening so that puts power to those four walls again yeah that's a good that's a really good good point Madison I think Nikki Nikki, you wanted to say something yeah I just wanted to um, I just wanted to add one thing I think also as we were talking about servitude and I think sometimes I know for me and this is something I've said before but Um, my relationship with God was really tainted for a long time because I grew up in church and my dad was an evangelist and here's a man of God. So I mean, growing up, you, because my experience was a little bit different than yours. I put a lot of pressure on my dad to kind of exemplify what God was supposed to look like. And my dad to me felt very conditional. So I felt like if I did X, Y, and Z, I would get the approval of my dad. And because I was so heavily involved with my dad, as long as my carnal dad, my flesh father was happy with me, I felt like, okay, then I'm checking off boxes in heaven with my with my actually he- with my actual heavenly father. And it wasn't until now that I'm older that A, I realized that's a lot of pressure for one man to hold. And and B, our our heavenly father isn't like our carnal carnal fathers. And a lot of times we do all these things, we're so busy and in our minds we're thinking, I'm serving, I'm serving, I'm serving, I'm serving, I'm doing all these things and I'm checking off all these boxes that it's not until we're still, it's not until seasons like this where God literally has to 
remove us and rip mm -hmm. us from things that we've had we just walked away a little while ago it would have been an easier removal but we stay in places where god's like i want to remove you so i can have some alone time with you i want to be able to just speak to your heart i want to remind you that you are enough as a daughter and as a son when you are just still I don't need you to do all these things. This is where I want to meet you in your homes, in your room. This is where I want to have my time with you. Because before we can pour out publicly what God is doing and before we can minister to people publicly, it's what happens in private that God wants to work on with us. And I think, I know for me, a lot of this season was scary for me because I hadn't taken time to sit down with God by myself. It was easy to sit in a room full of other people who felt called out. It was easy to be on a team with people who were all going through things, but it's like I had gotten into such a rhythm of being busy and busy and being around people. And how can I serve you? And what's going on with you? And I'm keeping you pray. Like, you know that sometimes God's like, that's great, but I'm so hungry to spend time with you, my daughter, with you, my son, just in the brokenness. Let's sit in your room. Let me look at all your mess. I'm not here to investigate the rest of the house. I know that looks clean, but what does your room look like? And it like, it was serious spring cleaning. It was conversations I had been running away from. And I feel like, I feel like God is doing something to the church right now. I mean, Jesus never had church inside the four walls. He was always hanging out with the re hanging out with the rejects, hanging out with the people, with the prostitutes by a well and said, okay, y'all want to come for her. Like, which one of y'all are saved and which one of y'all have never sinned. And I feel like God is using everything we learned in the four walls, using all the servitude we did in the four walls to be like, okay, go out. The time is now. There are people who need justice. There are people who need representation. There are people who just need to be loved on and feel hope. And so as you were talking about sometimes even slowing down and does that mean that God isn't going to come with me? It's like, God is here right now. God is in these moments right now. And as I'm hearing you guys talk, I feel like it's a season that we all are either coming out of or still in the process of moving through. Hey Amen. Um, Heather, salute. That was a great word. It was powerful. Uh, thank you for that edification and for certain reminders that you gave, you know. Um, and I can say, you know, life with Christ is a journey and it's gonna have its battles, it's gonna have its blessings, you know. And something that he always reminds me when I go through certain seasons um, is humble yourself, quiet yourself, and know my love. And that always helps me to go back to the basics, you know, because it's always important to go to, to those basics um, of what it is to be a Christian, you know, and uh, it reminds me of, yeah, when we get persecuted, when we get um, people afflicting us or coming after us and telling us things, you know, putting us in uncomfortable places sometime where you want to let your old self come out. Um, this is Christ went through it. What makes us think that we're not going to go through it, you know? And he's always uh, reminding me uh, in those hard times to uh, be gentle as a dove and be wise as a serpent, you know, because uh, people do look at you from a distance, even though you're not knowing it, you know. So, yeah, I just want to share that with you and, you know, keep on pursuing Christ, keep on spending that intimate time with him. And man, that's, that's just growth. I just wanted to thank you so much for your 
ability to be transparent and share your beautiful feelings and experience. Um, I feel like it's meeting me where I've been in the last few months and I just really want to thank you and let you know how much it means to me. And, you know, just, and even thank, you know, the rest of you guys. I love that I have the ability to, you know, plug in on my phone and just feel God here. I love that I can experience God here because for me, this has been my first walk, the last five years of my life, my first real walk. And it's really hard for me at times to identify what is God and what isn't. And it's really hard for me to shut off my brain. Um, and I just, I just want to let everybody know that I really love you guys and appreciate you. And Heather, your words were absolutely amazing tonight. So thank you. I have a quick prayer request from a friend. Uh, my friend Vanessa is joining me today during during service, if we want to say. Um, she has a prayer So, hi guys. This is actually the second time I've joined you guys. I actually ear hustle when I'm with Monica. <laughs> and I'm really quiet because me, myself, I wasn't brought up in church or a church home or anything. But I heard you guys last week when we were making lays. And I heard Heather's testimony right now. And for me, it's like those, this, this message is specifically to Heather and to all of you guys. She had technical difficulties because there were forces that knew she was going to deliver such a powerful message that this message for me personally is going to resonate with me for a while. And just really those teachings and to really hear what you had to say, Heather, it's like, I don't think you understand the magnitude of your words this evening to really not only educate myself, but those that grew up in church as well and really remind us. And it's like a refreshment course of, you know, what God really is, his love really is, what this is all about. And like I said, this is the second time I hear you guys and Monica's like, well, you want to tap into the Zoom with me? I'm like, sure, I guess, you know, but like, the first time that I heard, I'm sorry, I don't know nobody's name, Daniel, the husband and wife, yeah? I cried when I heard your song last week. Like, I cried and I was like, I didn't know I needed this. And then right now with Heather's message, I'm like, dude, like, this is amazing. Like, all of you guys are so amazing. Know that I was not brought up into church in no way, shape, or form. I have four kids and one who unfortunately passed two years ago. And right now I'm like listening to you guys and really tapping into my faith right now. So let me tell you guys, keep it up. You guys are amazing. Like to take someone like me and it's kind of hard-headed and really get emotional into my feelings, just seeing this group is like, get it guys, get it. Like, I love it. I'm all excited. Like I'm excited about your little group. I'm like, yes. So God bless you guys, and I hope you guys have a great evening. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that, Vanessa. And hey, just so you know, you can I say, can I, sorry, Jordan, can I say something really quick? She is why we do what we do. Like, that's why. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Because sometimes we lose sight on why we do what we do. And you are the why. So I'm glad you heard. I'm glad you yes. listened. 
I had my hands up and everything when you guys were praying. I was like, yes, this is choice. I was like, this is in church. This is choice. This is yes. <laughs> well, we love you and you can always come back. Thanks. Love, love you, girl. Love you guys. Have a Thank you so much for sharing that. That was awesome. We love you, girl. <laughs> yeah, Vanessa, we hope we get to see you next week. Always say hi. Always jump on. Dom's completely right. That's exactly why we do what we do. It's not for us, but it's it's for the other people that we can reach through Jesus, you know, and bring them in. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. All right, Father God, we just thank you so much for this night, God. We thank you for the worship from Dom and Danny, the... Um, the word from Heather, God, we thank you that it's anointed, that your hands on it, that you're flowing through each and every one of us, Father God. Lord, we thank you that this ministry, this house, Father God, was appointed perfectly in your timing for a season such as this, God. We all mentioned the, the last seasons we have went through and you were preparing us for, for this exact moment, Father. So we thank you, Lord. I pray for everyone's week, God. As they go forward into it, Lord, bless them, God. Throw your favor on them, Lord, in everything they do. I pray that you go before them, God. Everything they touch, your hand is already on it, Lord. I pray for the people we're going to meet, Father God. Let it be about the one, God. In the next seven days, Lord, please let us have an encounter with someone who needs to hear you, someone who needs to see, see who you are, experience the love of Jesus, Father. Continue to work on our hearts to keep them soft in this season, Lord, and just let us be a light for you, Father. I pray for any healing that needs to be done right now in each and every one of us, our families, Father God. Go before us into this week. We thank you for everything you're doing, and we give you glory and praise for it all. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, y'all. see you next week. Bye. 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 And I get you in LA and Miami too. Go next. Go next. Come on and lift those hands and praise them. I feel a Holy Ghost thing ahead of me. Ain't nobody made about the devil. Come on. Oh.